0: Everyone, welcome back to Newsies Minute,
1: the podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host aaron I'm
1: your co-host James.
0: It's minute 102, mm-hmm. which I have starting with that glorious, beautiful, amazing fade Love from it. Denton's apartment to the piano basement. Yep. uh Going through the sung line, Seal man Pulitzer snug in his bed.
1: Yep. That's about where, that's where I had okay. it too. Yep. Because next minute starts describing how many pillows. Yes. My first note is. They're awfully concerned about being quiet when they're about to be running a printing press.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh my wow, this is probably really super loud is in the next minute, but I definitely wrote down Shh, they're right above us. So Weasel and I'm assuming the Delancies also sleep in the distribution center building?
1: I think I think I think we saw the Delancies come to work on in another minute. They're basically in a room above Jack in the distribution center.
0: So, which is Wait weird.
1: No, we saw them come to work from yeah. out, from out, from elsewhere.
0: Maybe it's that redheaded kid, maybe Weasel, it's... and that redheaded kid sleep in the distribution center.
1: Oh, is the redheaded kid Weasel's son? No, Tommy Weaselson.
0: Probably not. Okay. I mean, maybe. I don't want to think about Weasel having kids. <laughs> Fair is my only thing.
1: Because of Weasel having sex?
0: No, because Weasel would probably not be a great dad.
1: Do you think he calls his penis the Weasel? I really hope not. Okay.
0: I'd rather See, I'd rather not be thinking about it, but now of course that's all I'm going to be thinking about for the next 20 minutes. So, thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but okay, wait. Is it possible that there is printing happening upstairs? I think it's in, def- like in the like overnight the newspaper is being printed by like the night shift people. I know he, Jack specifically mentions if weasel catches us down here, so Presumably Weasel is probably asleep upstairs. Right. But is it possible that
1: the sound of voices is a problem, but the sound of a printing press is not a problem?
0: Maybe. That's
1: what so I I I had to I had to imagine that also we have to completely remove the fact that they're singing a song. Right. I mean, like that they clearly aren't singing a song in terms of the of the quietness of right. the room. They're singing a song in their heads. Uh-huh. But I have to imagine what I was one of the ways I, I sort of justified it to myself was in the time it took them to get set up, get the thing written, by the way, is it this minute or the next minute where I was like, no, it's this minute. Uh, I'm going to skip down because the mm-hmm. I said, writing an old timey pre word processor newspaper is too much. How the fuck was this an in industry? Yeah. Can you imagine? And they had like La, you know, last night I saw grown men take truncheons to the heads of young boys, or whatever his New dentist's article was. Right? Can you imagine him being like, "Okay," and we go into the capital L s- section of this. Mm-hmm. Put that in. Uh, A. Okay, let's find that. Can you imagine being eloquent when you have to basically ransom note your newspaper? You're, well, it's already written. Okay. All right. Fair. I'm, I'm
0: assuming that this newspaper is just Denton's article that the, about the rally.
1: It's not though, because when we see um, uh, Roosevelt reading it later, there's a there's a whole section about like, I mean, maybe. Okay, maybe. Oh, maybe.
0: That I always I always just assumed that because otherwise he would have to write an entire. I mean, he there may have been like an addendum.
1: Okay. But it never it had never occurred to me that they just used Denton's article.
0: I always assumed that's what they did. Because
1: I thought that this was a special edition that was to rally the other kid workers in New York. Right. Which... So, w- an addendum would be would be totally fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, it also appeared that Denton's article was multiple sheets of paper long at one point. This, this article baffles me. Because at one point it was folded up and it was like a thick sheaf of papers. And that, But like David crumpled it very easily, less it appeared to be a giant sheet of paper that he could wrap a a hot dog in. Right. I have no idea how big this article was, how many sheets of paper it was on, what size those sheets were, because it seems to change every time we see this article.
1: Denton gave him a copy of the newspaper, right? Like he was like, here's, I want someone to read. No, because they didn't print it.
0: Yeah, they didn't print it. It's It appeared to be Denton's handwritten art version of the article.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. It, it's on the physical space equivalent of psychic paper. It takes up however big a size you need it to.
0: Yeah, because that had to have been a decent length article yeah. that would take up multiple handwritten pages, which is why when you first see it and it's like a sheaf of papers, I mean, it's not like a huge sheaf, but it's like, you know, you've got a couple sheets of paper that are folded in half and then in half again. Right. And it seems like it's more than just like two or three sheets of paper.
1: Right. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that the paper that they print is a big piece of paper. So they could print. Yeah. And I think that it's it's a larger piece of paper. They they, they didn't have to squeeze in the articles like they did, like on what I've seen of the New York world, like old timey, like, mm-hmm. here's an article, here's an article, here's an article, column, 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 like right. eight columns across or whatever of like dense type. Yikes. But still, even if you have it already written, they skip the part. They're like, oh, uh, you know, let's get out all the letters. See, here all the letters. And yeah. then they cut to, "Welp, we have this whole thing made. Yeah. It's like...
0: Yeah. It but, had to have taken them most of the night just to put the letters in the thing.
1: So I have to imagine that by the time they were printing it, that the printing of it was the short part. And that by the time they were printing it, other newspapers... Tommy Weaselsen's, uh department was mm-hmm. printing um, papers also in a much louder fashion, like a Willy Wonka style factory That's size true. thing. So that the... Because I mean, like, it was basically the equivalent of like a you know, of a singer sewing machine. Like there was... If it was well oiled, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sound. Probably not.
0: I don't know. You, you might know from your research or just know from knowing. I don't know if this is true, but when you... When they print the paper, did they have to type it, like, typeset it in reverse? Yeah. So that... Okay, so not only do they have to take this long-ass article on psychic paper that Denton wrote... Yeah. ...and set it out, but they have to set it out backwards. Yeah. And then print it a billion times.
1: I mean, like I said, the printing of it is...
0: There is no possible way that they could have done this in one night.
1: I have to imagine that maybe there are... Maybe there are not... Maybe you don't have to spell out words. Maybe there are like the equivalent of like sight words. Sure. Like thes and ons and stuff. But I mean, that's not...
0: Even so, though, you still have to find all of those and set them in with like the spaces in between.
1: And tap them down with the hammer.
0: Yes. There's <sighs> there's no way they could have done this in one night. Because the other thing is that you can only have so many people working on this machine at a time. Right. Like Two. Like, yeah, you've got Denton, David, Jack, and Sarah. Right. And I think less.
1: Less, I I I like to did imagine. Did they take less home first? I I'd like to imagine they sent less out to go get newsies to go to come pick up the papers because remember, true. Les is the first one in the in the window montage. That's
0: true. That's true. But okay, so that's four adults who cannot possibly all be typesetting at the same time.
1: Well, and you only need to do the typesetting one time, right? So I have to imagine that um, here's here's how I imagine that the work was delegated. I love our podcast. Just that's a quick aside. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Denton was supervising. I think what he first did was set David up with, here's a clean copy because, God, we don't need folds obscuring stuff and whatever. (laughs) And hot dog stains. Yeah, exactly. Like, knock worse grease obscuring what I said. Here's a clean copy of it. Here's how you typeset. Go. And then while David did that, he um, went and got Jack and Sarah to start getting ink, Taken care of on the press uh, papers on whatever everything set up so that all you had to do was put it and then get going and start printing.
0: Interesting. So I was thinking that it would mm. be two of them on typesetting. So like David. Oh, sorry. And, Sarah. and then
1: Denton comes back and helps David finish typesetting. That was I never. I oh, say okay, it, yeah. Because yeah, I
0: was thinking it would ha- it would need to be. I feel like Sarah would get stuck with the job of rifle through this box of letters and hand me the ones that I need.
1: You know, if you had two people doing it. I feel like it could go fairly fast if you were working on the first line, like putting them in. Yeah. And I was working on the second line, finding the letters and handing them to you. Oh, dang it! Yeah. No,
0: I still think it would take a really. I think it would take an unreasonably long amount of time for how much time that they
1: have. And 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 how how much is in this? How much content is it, in this?
0: Yeah, because they have to wait until it's dark. Right. Before they can even go into the basement. so like it's they're summer. Yeah. So they're at Denton's apartment at like, I mean, even if we say dinner time. Right. Like 5, 6 p.m. It's summer. It's going to be 9, 9.30 before it's dark enough for them to head over there. And they're probably still going to want to wait another hour to ba- make sure that they're really under cover of darkness. right So let's say 9.30, 10 o'clock. Right. At the earliest that they're getting into this basement. And then presumably they've got it all done by 6? Bef- well, so if we assume that the Newsies start arriving at Newsy Square to pick up their papers at, I think, during Carrie and the Banner, I think we said it was probably around 6 a.m., between yeah. 6 and 6.30, because it's daylight, right? but still clearly early in the morning. Right. That only gives them eight hours to do all of this. And I still feel like... So when they are... When we see the montage of them, like, taking all of the, the papers out to distribute, it's early morning daylight. Right. I would think that if they are coming to the distribution center where Weasel and the Delancys are to pick up these illicit newspapers, they're going to want to be doing it when Weasel and the Delancys aren't around. So it's either yeah. super early in the morning, like 4.35, at which point it would still be dark. Right. Or it would be much later. and Maybe it was not morning. Maybe it was like dusk the next day. Hmm which would give them more time and probably the world distribution center would have been shut down for the day by that point but then you still run into the issue of is nobody coming to the basement to look for Jack
1: I, I it has It to, has
0: to be early in the morning It has to be
1: overnight It I ha- mean it has to be that Denton rolls uh, newspaper printing with advantage and he can he he can typeset like the wind
0: Yeah but even then the the it being daylight out Yeah when people, like, when Mush and Less and Boots and All are coming to the window to pick up the papers to take, like, I don't mind that, I don't mind the part of the timeline where they are distributing them in broad daylight. Right. That doesn't bother me. But they are coming to that window of the basement to pick up stuff, and it's light out. I mean, yeah. we- weak morning light, but still. Yeah. It's got to be around the same time that the newsies are, would be, arri- or the scabs at this point would be arriving to pick up their New York World papers. Right. The timeline doesn't make any sense. I love this podcast.
1: So let's go back to the. <laughs> <laughs> I I it, it my, I mean, it has to be. It has to be that they that the the that they were picking them up at like like you said four thirty, and like as the sun was just starting to to make the you know the the skyline glow a little bit, mm-hmm. and then um and then they they distributed them all by like seven or or eight in the morning. Yeah, I think that they could. I think that you could print a single page newspaper. I think you could typeset and print a single page newspaper in six hours.
0: There were thousands of them, though.
1: No, as I said, printing it, the copy once you have the thing.
0: Yeah, we go that's super not, fast.
1: That's not. Yeah, that's not the issue. I
0: know, but thousands of them. I know. To to types to typeset, print, bundle, and distribute to the newsies.
1: Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll get to the distribution and and my pain okay in two separate minutes this week my my one other question my one other thing before we get to the Platinum press is if jack says if weasel catches us and then i couldn't hear i turned it up as, as high as i could it sounds like he says we're all in the sled and that doesn't make any <laughs> sense hold on one second
0: we're all uh, okay so what i have in the script on angel fire yes is uh, Weasel catches us here. We're all in the slammer.
1: Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. So um then, <laughs> then he shows Denton. He whips the, the, the cover off his his what may as well be his, you know racing you know, cherry racing car mm-hmm. given how uh <laughs> how Denton reacts to it. Um he whips it off, and I expected there to be dust, but I was like, "No, there's no dust. They've cleaned." I mean, the, the I, I like to imagine Jack has checked under there and has dusted and has like gotten the dust off yeah. that before. Um, he had to have because
0: he knew that it was right, under exactly.
1: There. Um, so uh, Denton says, um, "All right, a platinum, a platinum press." Um, so my research started with me finding a history of the platinum press. Okay. Um, I got about three quarters of the way down when all of a sudden I was like. Wait a minute, is a platen press just like, is it the equivalent of Denton saying, all oh, right, an automobile? <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to like, all oh, right, a Mercedes? And is it? No. Okay. So um, there was this guy, uh, George Phineas Gordon, who made printing presses. And so basically there was this company called uh, Ruggle that had this printing press that was like super popular in like the 1840s and 50s. Okay. Um, In 1851, uh, Gordon... Got granted a patent that was basically um, kind of a ripoff of Ruggles' printing press, and Ruggles was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! That's just like ours." It was a press called the Turnover, okay. and this was a patent that would eventually be honed into the platen press. Okay. The platen is basically a flat piece of metal oh, that you can okay. move. And the thing, the cool thing about um, what would eventually be called the Franklin press, which is I think what they're using here, is that the, the, pl- the platen can move. So
0: when they say a platin Press, that's not like the brand name. No, it's not like a oh cool a Mercedes. It's more like oh cool a stick shift.
1: A li- yeah, that, yes, that's perfect. Or or a a, a, a four wheel a car with four wheel drive or something. Okay. Like, um, I know how to, like I know how to drive this one. Okay. Um. So then, uh, basically, the the after the the turnover was the name of the of the press that he. That Ruggles was like, hey, you ripped us off. He's like, whoa, 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 okay, hold on. All right, fine. Let me revise. Let me hone and whatever. And eventually he came up with the Platten Press, which he also called the Franklin Press. And here's the uh, the most wild thing that I that I read in my research. Uh, by 1858, it appeared essentially in its final form and was named the Franklin Press. This is the press that Gordon, a spiritualist, which means that people, uh, the spiritualists were people in the mid to late 19th century that believed that uh, in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you could commune with ghosts and stuff. Sure, sure. Gordon, a spiritualist said, had been described to him by Ben Franklin in a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you name the press after him. Good call, Gordon. When the ghost tells you how to make your press, you name it after him. Good job. Yeah. That's how not to get haunted. Take note, everyone.
0: Also, now I want to know more about (laughs) that. Like, what? (laughs) Like, did this Gordon guy know enough about printing presses to have been able to have dreamt about Ugh. this or did ben franklin really show up to him in a dream and tell him how to build a printing press
1: i like to think it's the latter
0: i mean it's gotta be right <laughs> yeah it's the only thing that makes any sense
1: it's the really occam's razor here occam's printing press it, it's the only thing uh, that well, no it's sense. franklin's
0: printing press. right i'm
1: so sorry oh god oh you're geez. about to
0: get haunted by, by ben franklin you know there are worse ghosts to have haunt you
1: you know Ben Franklin was like a big horn dog, right?
0: I'm just saying you could be haunted by one of those horrifying Japanese girls. I'm just saying. Oh from no, that's all fair. those Japanese movies. I'd much rather be haunted by horny Ben Franklin.
1: I'm just saying, and he also liked to like take air baths, which was where he uh, went outside naked. Oh. And, oh no, sorry, wind baths. He called them. Oh. It was just him going outside naked, just letting the wind just do just his thing, do be, its thing,
0: just be windy.
1: Just yeah, just blown all by up the in wind. There? Yeah.
0: I I still maintain that I would rather have naked horny Ben Franklin haunting me than any small female child who has ever been in a Japanese horror movie.
1: Fair, fair, fair. (laughs) Um, So the only last thing I have is, um, so this was an immensely popular press. Okay. But the numbers are so weird to me. It says, although Gordon sold thousands of presses during his career, which seems low to me. Mm Um, Most were made for him by outside machine shops. At the height of the press's popularity, however, in 1872, Gordon built his own factory in Rahway, New Jersey, with a capacity of 600 presses a year. Okay. Which is, I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, that seems low. But also, like, I think at the time, it was a big, huge deal to make a printing press. It was like, I think it was probably like a car. Yeah. But I think this is um, pre-assembly line. Sure. So I think that this was pretty good.
0: 600 presses a year seems like an awful lot, considering that prior to that, he'd only sold a few thousand.
1: It it said he sold thousands over his career. I think that includes the 600 a year numbers.
0: That's, That's wild to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all you need is two years and you're over a thousand. Right.
1: So... Although thousands could also be anything less than a million.
0: I mean, true. But I feel like when someone says thousands... I personally, I, I guess think you say tens sing- of
1: thousands. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think single digit thousands. Yeah, which I mean, nine thousand is not a small number. Yeah. But
1: yeah, it seems low for this. Like,
0: I mean, I guess nine thousand presses at six hundred a year is still almost. It's like what fifteen years worth. Yeah. So I mean, that's a decent length
1: career. And uh, it said, I think he, I think he was done in like 1909. I saw. Okay. So I mean, that's like a. That's like a fifty-year 50 career, okay. Because 1958 is when it appeared in its essential, yeah. So
0: well, then he's selling tens of thousands of presses. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, the last thing is I, <laughs> I, I wrote was not that, the
0: point, Aaron.
1: <laughs> I, what the the thing I wrote was uh, Poulter bought the world in 1883. Um, so the height of the popularity of this was 1872. So this is a little bit. So this is like finding a uh, a 2002 car in a in a garage. And being like, oh, man, a 2002 Civic. I know how to drive. The- Good thing Mr. Pulitzer doesn't get, ri- get rid of any of his stuff. Yeah. I don't know that...
0: It's not, like, antique enough for it to have been purchased as, like, a collector's item. Right, exactly. But it's not new enough to have been state-of-the-art. Right. So why does Pulitzer have this in his basement?
1: I like to think that... First of all, I like to think that it's someone else's. As we've established, this basement is for storing other people's stuff. Right. Um. Second of all, I like to think that Pulitzer has it... As like a like a go bag, but for printing presses. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, if the end times come and all my presses break down, at least I have old old Lucky here to print my newspaper uh, on. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have. Um, that's printing press. I like the train sounds that the hi-hat makes when Jack's talking about the train to Santa Fe. Yes. It's like,
0: ticka, 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 one one of my notes is there's the line, think of that train as she rolls into old Santa Fe. I just wrote, Nope.
1: Right, correct. (laughs)
0: Um, I also, I I really like this song. Me too. Like, this is one of my favorite songs. I think I've said that about a lot of them, but this really is one of my favorites. And Ellie Keats has a really lovely voice. Mm -hmm. It's really a shame that that one line in this song is all she got.
1: Yeah, I agree. Also, I feel like this is a very uh, Alan Menken, towards the end of your play Mm -hmm. sort of song. This is very, like... Um, Meek shall inherit the earth, Meek yep. shall inherit, sort of deal where it's like building the tension. We go, yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the um, uh, the kill the beast song, right? And Beauty and the Beast, yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to think of
1: maybe like poor unfortunate souls reprise from Little Mermaid, like yeah.
0: when Ursula's L- all big. Yeah, I don't think Little Mermaid really had one that was the equivalent of this, it was an instrumental,
1: it would have been when um, Scuttle was. Basically coming back to tell them, and then they were like, all right, let's saddle up and go, Yeah, whatever.
0: And that was all just instrumental yeah. stuff, I think, because it was also cut with, you know what? No, it was cut with all the wedding music. Right. So that's why Little yeah. Mermaid didn't have it.
1: Aladdin, um the um uh, Prince Ali reprise that Jafar sings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely like of a thing. Yeah. And, and and for once I'm really glad because we're talking about the music, which is the thing that Alan Mencken did. Yeah. I feel like I'm so it's so easy for me to be like, Man, these words are so whatever. You know, they're so Alan Mencken. Yeah. Alan Mencken somewhere in New York, I imagine, being like, Nope. <laughs> so anyways. Yep. Woof. So that was printing presses. Yep. We have a Twitter page. We sure do. It's at Newsie's Minute.
0: Yeah, and individually, I'm at unabashedly Aaron.
1: I'm at Unabashed James.
0: We also have a Patreon, and it's patreon.com slash Aaron and James, if you would like to financially support the show, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, and want to help us buy a printing press? Ooh,
1: I don't want to do that, but I I will. I don't not want to. I guess I will. All right, fine, you've convinced me.
0: I mean, I have a basement, we'll put it in there, and cover it up, and forget about it.
1: Some ruffians are going to start using it Mm -hmm. against us.
0: There are tiny windows in my basement that... Yeah, small boys could lean in to collect some newspapers, uh-huh. illicit newspapers. Yeah, it's for Perfect. it's for uh, fixing newsies. Right, right. We we need this
1: fixing newsies. The larping uh, <laughs> companion.
0: Yep. <laughs> Speaking of larping,
1: nope, uh-huh. <laughs> nope. <Okay.
0: laughs> We're on the Scavengers Network, along what? with a bunch of other great shows, including Fanon Ball. Yes, which probably at some point will touch on something adjacent to larping because they talk about fandoms. Absolutely. It's a really enjoyable show. At the time that we're recording this, it's pretty new, but by the time this airs, they'll have a couple months under their belt. Beth and Max are really entertaining to listen to. They've got some some good guests. Their very first episode is all about the Harry Potter fandom circa the early 2000s and mm-hmm. it is wild so you should all go check it out
1: absolutely you can also check out uh scavengers on patreon which is patreon.com slash the scavengers network uh if you sign up for the two dollar uh tier you can get all the bonus content that they've ever made yep and there is some really really good stuff there indeed so that's gonna do it
0: yes tomorrow the song continues uh-huh. but until then
1: so up for crutchy